0: Well, I'm really pleased you got back safe from your holiday Thank you. because I was getting quite worried that I wouldn't be able to finish off my, <laughs> my stuff for this week, especially when you lost all phone contact. Not at all. It's good to be back. In beautiful Bremel. However, <laughs> I now want to know what was the most exciting thing you did when you went to Provence? Well, it's interesting you should ask because obviously it's a very beautiful location. Um, with much to do and much to see. Um, but one example of um, an exciting thing we did was precisely because it was so rural, um, and I'm about to explain to you um, a wonderful game um, that we did across the span of about six days. So it's not an easy game. It's six days. a long time. Right. Um, so the requirements um, for this game are... A group of ten plus people that you know, and you had ten people. We, I mean, we, we had twenty. So this this game, and that is, you know, precisely the reason that it took six days. We start off with twenty people, right? Um, in one location for a decent amount of time, right? Um, and this is a game called Assassins. It is inspired by um, the Agatha Christie novel, and then there were none. Um, and it takes on the format of sort of. Cluedo accusations. Right. So, for example, I accuse Tudor in the living room with a knife, you know. And so what we will do is we will get a bowl of um, locations, a bowl of weapons... Right. ...and a bowl of people. Got it. And each person draws a location, a weapon, and a person. Is that random, or do they have a choice? At Random. Right. You can't see any of the locations... Okay. ...and one person in the group is required to write the locations the people and the weapons which does mean that one person is slightly more knowledgeable about what the locations and the weapons are but at the same time you're never going to know who's got what and obviously the bigger the group of people gets the more random possibilities that you have so for instance when we're on holiday I draw from the various pots my boyfriend's aunt in the shade with a fork yeah. so any shady place <laughs> under any tree under any object my boyfriend's aunt and I have to engineer a situation in which she is holding a fork it is not possible for me to throw a fork at her and to then say you are now dead the whole point of this game is that you have to very subtly engineer a situation in which my boyfriend's auntie takes a fork from me so I said oh have you got enough cutlery for dinner?" No. Okay. or I, I'm struggling with a fork and I drop it next to her. And out of goodwill, she picks up the fork out of her of her own volition. And she's doing that as herself in a way, isn't she? Yes. So it's her. It's kind of her decision to take the fork. Right. It's her decision to hold the fork. And at that point, she is dead. Right. And once I have killed her, I say, "My boyfriend's auntie, I'm so sorry. I have just killed you." And she says, "That's fair cop. Once you kill someone." You take on their victim. Right. So you've identified a victim during this early stage? Yes. you. Gotcha. okay. So I have found my victim. I have engineered a situation in which she picks up the fork in a shady place and I say, I'm so sorry, you're dead. She says, not to worry, I'm out of the game. But my victim is X person, so they are now your victim. Right. And we carry on this situation throughout the group. So what happens to the people who are dead? Do they now have a game? The people who are dead are just dead. Bad news. And they they watch... They can do anything else. They can do anything they want to. Now, the funny thing about this is, once you are dead, you can get involved in plots to kill others. So... Oh. if, If you've got a very difficult kill, which is, say, you know, a hairbrush by the swimming pool, you know, that's a weird one. It's very odd. So you may enlist someone's help and say, could you mention that you need a hairbrush at like 5pm today? And I'll make sure that it's next to her. And so no one else... she'll then hold... You know. No one else hears this conversation. No, no, no. So you can start plotting in secret right. about ways in which you will a, get someone to take... Now... This is a rather good game, isn't it? It's a fantastic game. But one thing about it is it does make everybody distrust each other yes. across the holiday. Yes. And you will, you will start to <laughs> weapon, weaponize people's goodwill. So, you know, I said, oh, I've lost my hat. Does anyone know where my hat is? And, you know... My poor mother will say, oh, here it is, darling. And now I'm afraid, mum, I have just killed you. You are dead. So you do start to take advantage of the fact that people want to help each other, which means that the best victim you can possibly have is someone that is closest to you. So eventually, my boyfriend ended up killing me. I trust him entirely. So I say, Of course, darling, of course I'll, you know, and he's going, Oh, this, this stack of plates is just a touch heavy. Can you just uh, take a few off my hands for me, darling? And I go, Of course, dear. And then I'm dead. And so he, end, he ended up being the eventual winner with five whole kills, which means he killed a quarter of the people that were there because he was ruthless with his efficiency of killing. But some of them, some of them are really easy. So you'll say, you know, my mum with a glass of wine at the dinner table—easiest <laughs> thing in the world. But then you can get some really, really uncomfortable ones, which can take days to plot, and they may need the help of other people. So, it's, but during that time, you could be killed. I have to say, it's a very it's fantastic good. game. And it's really good. It's got lots of literary implications as well. It that? does, and you could, you could. Across the week, I've got enough material to write a whole play, a well, short story. Fantastic a, game. Look forward to publishing it. <laughs> well, that is really good. I'm going to stop it there. That's, that's another thing I've learned what to do. And there we have it. But this seems to me to raise more questions than it answers. Will Catherine's relationship really survive when he real, she realises that she now has a psychopathic mania as a boyfriend? Will the family remain together? Will they ever meet as a group of 20 again? Watch this space.